the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Creating an estate plan for you and your family is a critically important matter you do not want to leave to chance. The Law Office of Larry Dersham has been designing custom estate plans and trusts for San Diegans for over 25 years and would be honored to assist you with all of your estate planning needs. To schedule a free consultation, please call Larry's office at 858-205-5361. That's 858-205-5361. 858-205-5361. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I, as always, have spent the week looking for the hottest stories and the most interesting guests. And sure enough, we sure found one for tonight. Larry, who do we have the privilege of having on the line? Prior to co-founding the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, or FLCCC Alliance for short, Dr. Paul Merrick was best known for his revolutionary work in developing a life-saving protocol for sepsis, a condition that causes more than 250,000 deaths yearly in the U.S. alone. Dr. Merrick is an accomplished physician with special knowledge in a diverse set of fields. He's a former tenured professor of medicine and chief of the Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School in Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Merrick has written over 500 peer-reviewed journal articles, making him the second most published critical care physician in the world He's also received the National Teacher of the Year Award from the American College of Physicians in 2017. Well, in January 2022, Dr. Merrick retired from EVMS to focus on continuing his leadership at the FLCCC and has already co-authored over 10 papers on the therapeutic aspects of treating COVID-19. In March 2022, Dr. Merrick received a commendation by unanimous vote by the Virginia House of Delegates for his courageous treatment of critically ill COVID-19 patients and his philanthropic efforts to share his effective treatment protocols with physicians all around the world. Welcome to the program, Dr. Merrick. Wow, thank you. Thanks for that very kind introduction. Hey, Dr. Merrick, you and I both know he could have, Larry could have gone on for quite a bit longer. Your resume <laughs> is absolutely tremendous. You know, one of the things that really caught my attention right off the bat, you know, we, we were so familiar with your treatment of COVID and how successful you were that we forgot. And I think people forget that you developed that life-saving protocol for sepsis. I mean, talk about revolutionary treatment that has saved 
so many lives. So we, we are just so excited to have you on the line. And, you know, I know one of the things our listeners want to know is uh, we've all sort of heard of this frontline COVID-19 critical care alliance, um, but not a lot of people know exactly what that is, why it was formed, and what you do as an organization. Can you educate our listeners a little bit about that first? Yeah, sure. So you know, if people are interested, they can go to our website. It's kind of easy to find, flccc.net. So we kind of got together in April, March, April of 220, ready to develop initially a protocol for the management of hospitalized patients with COVID. Because at that time, the NIH, the CDC, the WHO basically were saying there's no effective treatment and you just give symptomatic care, which was clearly absurd for, for, you know, for people <laughs> in the hospital and the ICU. So we came up with a treatment protocol which has stood the test of time. And then we soon, soon realized that the way to control this pandemic was early treatment of outpatients. So we developed a protocol for early treatment of patients with COVID. It's a very treatable disease. There are at least 25 or 30 medications or nutraceuticals that have been proven to be highly effective in the early phase of COVID. So to claim it's not a treatable disease is just simply not true. And then obviously with the rollout of the vaccinations, the problem of you know, vaccine injury became a real problem. Um, so we then have developed protocols for, for long COVID and then a protocol for the management of vaccine injured patients. Well, and doctor, so a, I'm sorry, go, I, sorry, go ahead. That's a brief summary of what we do. Uh, Doctor, mm -hmm. there's so many questions to ask you, so I'm going to move my questions around a little bit just to make sure I get this this one in. So for people who have taken the COVID-19 vaccines and booster shots and who may be worried about the effects of these shots on their health, what should they do? And is there a way to detoxify oneself from the ingredients, for lack of a better word, of the mRNA jabs? Yeah, so that's a good question. So the first thing is that that I would recommend, and I think this is based on the good science, is not to be get any more jabs or boosters. We know that the vaccines aren't effective, and we know they have significant side effects. Firstly, secondly, most of the adverse events occur within the first week or month of of the vaccine. So if people have no onset of new symptoms, they should be fortunate. So most times people don't put together the fact they develop new symptoms and um, it's related to the vaccine. There are certain protocol. We have a protocol to deal with people who vaccine injured to, to get rid of the spike protein and to mitigate the damage of the spike. So the problem with the vaccine really is the spike protein, which is a toxic protein. So there's no real way of detoxing the best way is to help the body to get rid of the spike. And there are things that one can do um, to help the body get rid of the spike. The second is to mitigate some of the adverse effects. So we recommend, you know, a dietary manipulation, intermittent fasting is very effective. The other thing is there is a compound called natokinase. Natokinase, this is an enzyme made by the fermentation of soy, and natokinase actually breaks down spike protein. So if you have spike outside of the cell, natokinase breaks it down. In addition, natokinase is really good for breaking down clots. And then there are a whole bunch of other medications that may be important 
vitamin D, having adequate vitamin D levels is really important. Uh, things like a curcumin uh, can be of some help. And then there are, you know, low-dose naltrexone. Uh, it's very specific depending on the symptom complex that patients develop. So we know about 8% of patients who are vaccinated will develop significant adverse events. Many of these are neurological, but they can also involve the musculoskeletal system, the heart, um, the lungs. So this, the, the treatment algorithm or approach is really dependent on the symptoms. So if, if there are people out there who think they are, they are symptomatic after the vaccine, so that's a new onset of new symptoms. And the symptom complex is very broad. So, you know, it, it doesn't fit a specific typical syndrome. These are very broad symptoms. I would recommend they look at our protocol. You know, that is such a great point because a lot of people were really not knowing how to link vaccine in injuries to taking the MNRA vaccine. And then they were asking, well, gosh, what if you, you know, got the other vaccine and you don't have an MNRA vaccine? And, you know, one thing I think um, we've heard a lot about is the effectiveness potentially of collation. Um, and I was wondering what you thought about that as a, I suppose, a, an addition to the um, recommendation, well, don't keep getting boosters if you're having adverse events. But what do you think about collation? And if you can also start by explaining to our listeners what that is. Yeah, so could you explain? I'm not sure that I understood what you said. What, what, what is that? Well, collation was the, is the IV treatment where it's usually used to remove heavy metals. It's just kind of a flushing of the system oh, and some collation. were speculating. Oh, yes. I get it. Oh, I, I <laughs> it wasn't just sounded like echinacea, which, oh. which is a herb. <laughs> Oh, Which I wouldn't recommend for uh, removing no, the spike protein. No, no I, would, I would definitely not. That's an NO, not recommend chelation therapy. I think that's a really bad idea. So chelation really is used for patients that have documented heavy metal toxicity or poisoning. And so chelation therapy is certainly is the last thing that you would want to think about. And so this is the problem with, you know, much of the... You know, we we accused of spreading misinformation, but there's also a lot of misinformation that true misinformation is being spread. So, you know, the the so-called detox um, protocols and detox regimens and chelation therapy really have no role and are potentially dangerous. So, I would strongly recommend against using chelation therapy. Well, what is the danger? Um, just really quick, I know we're almost at the end of the, the show. You say collation may already be dangerous. Yeah, so they inject you with, with, with various compounds which try and complex out, uh, you know, heavy metals. And then, you know, sometimes they do this, they connect you to a machine which kind of purifies the blood or, or it's dependent on being, you know, passed out of the kidneys. So I would, there's no, there's no evidence that patients have heavy metal poisoning and chelation therapy simply doesn't get rid of the spike protein. So the problem right. is the spike protein. Oh, yeah, Dr. Mary, uh, before we run out of time, what's the best way for people to, to, to find out about your organization uh, to get more information like we're getting today? Yeah, so they can go to our website. We have protocols, as I said, for early treatment of COVID, for treatment of long COVID, and particularly for the vaccine injured. It's a complicated protocol. Well, not complicated. It goes through all the 
symptoms and their approach. And so if, you know, if someone is vaccine injured, they should look at our protocol at flflfranklouisccc.net. And it's important that they follow Thank the you. And, All and right. Thank you for... Thank you for that website, and we want to thank our listeners for listening to the show. Catch us next week, uh, but don't go anywhere. We have enough. We have a second and a half coming up. It's going to be fantastic. So we are going to be back in a flash. You're listening to today with Dr. Wendy. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. This program is brought to you by HappyDays.Health, official distributors of the full line of Shackley products. Meet Meology, daily doses of exactly what you need to thrive. Meology is the science-backed supplement plan that's made just for you. Powered by 100 years of Shackley research and experience, delivered right to your door in your own personalized daily dose packs. It all starts with a few questions so we can get to know you. During our quick assessment, we ask you about your health goals, diet, and exercise to get a clear picture of who you are and what your body needs. We analyze your responses to create a personalized supplement plan built uniquely for you. Your personalized supplements arrive at your door each month in convenient daily dose packs. All you need to do is grab one and get on with your day. To get started with your personalized nutrition plan, just visit our website at happydays.health and click on the Visit Us link. That's happydays.health and click on the Visit Us link. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have a very interesting second half for you. Um, As the rest of you do, we follow the news of the day, and sometimes stories arise during the course of the week that are just intriguing on a variety of levels. And I think the uh, cocaine gate, uh, the cocaine in the White House, has been one of those. Everything from the evolving report as to where exactly this little baggie of cocaine was found to the variety of people that could have been in the scenario and, and in the area. Was it uh, tours open to the public? Was it private tours by staffers only? Uh, we know that it may have most likely occurred over the weekend preceding the 4th of July, so there may have been less foot traffic than usual. Larry, what is the latest and uh, what is your take on this story? And particularly, you know, are, are we going to have a suspect? Yeah, the um, what's interesting about it is they had the hazmat team called in on Sunday, this past Sunday, and they discovered this and they used an incredible machine called the Gemini analyzer that can detect trace amounts of narcotics and other types of substances. And they discovered this. Now, here's what's interesting. You uh, why don't they know? They, they do know exactly where it was found. The hazmat people or person found it in a location but all of a sudden when the news organizations are saying well can i get somebody from the um the the washington emergency services to tell us where they found it and there's confusion we say oh no we found it in a public area no we found it in the library now here's what's really interesting wendy you can listen to the actual 
um, broadcast on Rumble of the dispatcher saying, we found the substance in the library. You can listen to it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. You find it on Rumble. I'm not sure if YouTube would have it on or if they censored it. But that means there's a very, very few people could get that into the library. Uh, so I think it's kind of a cover-up to say, well, was it found here? Was it found there? We may never get to the bottom of this on purpose. Well, I'll tell you, it's, I don't know how we wouldn't get to the bottom of it, because unlike um, the luxury that many prosecutors have of, of uh, you know, not having enough to work with, this is a closed universe of suspects. In order to get into this area, you have to sign in. You have to go through a metal detector. In other words, it's a it's a known quantity. I mean, they know who is there. And I can't imagine they only do this protective sweep once a week. I mean, you would imagine they do it once a day. Wouldn't the White House be one of the world's safest structures? I got to tell you, I think it is now. They've probably really taken a closer look at their policies and procedures. But there's a couple of issues here that I think are, are worthy of mention. The very first one is, you know, you've got canine units, but they're not sniffing for drugs. They're sniffing for bombs and bomb-making equipment. And maybe that, too, has changed. Secondly, though, you know, we, we heard a lot about, well, they're doing DNA and fingerprints. But remember, in order to get a hit, they've got to compare it against a universe of people that have their DNA and their fingerprints in the system. Now, people that work there do. But what about members of the general public who were invited on a private tour? Unless they're in the criminal justice system, they're not going to necessarily have that information in the system. So you wouldn't get a hit. And that may be what the Secret Service was talking about when they were saying, well, we're never going to know who it is. Um, it, obviously, it, it's not necessarily the case that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get a match. But what are you going to match it to? I mean, is that what we think is it was fueling their decision and their prediction that, you know, we're going to close this thing out by Monday because there's no way to get a suspect? Well, yeah, just just think of this, that, um, you know, either the Secret Service is basically uh, dropped the ball big time on this one or uh, it's a cover up, in my opinion. You have to imagine, Wendy, there's got to be there has to be video surveillance probably in every single room, probably multiple cameras of the entire White House, every floor, every room of the White House. How could this get in? And, you know, usually the Secret Service is tasked with finding packages, suspicious packages outside the perimeter of the White House. But in September, of 2020, letters containing ricin, a lethal substance, were mailed to President Trump, but they were intercepted before they got there. Uh, in 2017, an intruder hopped the White House fence carrying a backpack and made it within feet of the residence before they apprehended him. Yeah. Uh, then, then, of course, we know the 2011, the uh, the attacks there on the uh, New York, but also on D.C., they evacuated uh, the White House. And then in 2003, a separate rice and lace letter was sent to the White House, uh, but that was also in, intercepted without incident. So I don't think they can blame this one on, on, on Trump, right? Planting this? No, I know, right? I'm, I'm sure there'll be a way to do that. But you bring up some really excellent points, Larry, that I want to follow up on. Yes, that video, that audio is available online. And so it, it's not a secret. It's out there. Secondly, can you imagine how relieved they were when that substance turned out to test positive for cocaine instead of anthrax, ricin? Fentanyl. I mean, think of all the other things it could have been, but it begs the question of safety and security. How did it get there? And it wasn't hidden. Remember, uh, what we're hearing is it was there and it was visible. But let me say one thing about the cameras. 
Um, White House officials have come out and said, look, the cameras aren't particularly trained on anywhere in particular. They kind of are trained on a room. And if you've got a lot of foot traffic, obviously you may miss something. But there wasn't a lot of foot traffic where it was found. It was the original report that, oh, this is such a highly trafficked area. They made it sound like there was like a parade of people traipsing back and forth. But it turns out that that's not the location where this was found. This was a less traveled area which would make it easier for surveillance footage to pick something up and easier to know what area may be to test. And even if we don't necessarily get a hit on DNA or on fingerprints on the baggie, we at the very least will be able to narrow the pool of subjects all of whom would have had to have logged in anyway. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely... Uh have to thank that. And what was interesting, too, this Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, she she made a special note of saying that the president and his son and family were away at Camp David that weekend. Well, it's proven out that he was there the Friday before that Sunday. And then they did go to Camp David and they came back for the July 4th uh, events, too, from Camp David. But why would she even feel the need to say, yeah, uh, Hunter Biden was with him? He has, unfortunately, and, and I'm not putting him down at all because I think we all can relate to somebody in our distant family uh, that has had problem with drugs. But he's kind of a known um, crack. Uh, I don't know if you call him an addict, but it's even in his book. And then just uh, uh, recently, he recorded himself uh, smoking a crack pipe driving in Alexandria, Virginia. So I'm not sure, he, and I hope he has, but I'm not sure he's kicked the habit yet. So uh, it's pretty suspicious to me. Uh, what's well, going on? You know, Hunter Biden is, is supposedly in recovery. And anybody who has had a loved one, as you just pointed out, who has been struggling with the challenge of substance abuse can relate to this. And, um, you know, we don't have any evidence that it belonged to Hunter. But whoever it belonged to, you know, one of the other things, and I think this, um, this probably is, you can imagine the White House has thought of this before, the guilty by association aspect of this. I mean, if in fact... This was left by not a staffer, but somebody a staffer invited on a tour. It reminds me of the advice my parents always gave me growing up. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Uh, Choose your friends carefully. I would say choose your guests carefully. If you're talking about who to put on a list of people that will be authorized to have one of those weekend or evening tours. And the reason I think this might be an easier investigation that a lot of people are giving it credit for is this was right before the 4th of July. So there weren't, there probably weren't as many people that would normally be at the White House for a weekend tour. Um, and I say weekend tour because it was found on Sunday night. Um, you know there were tours that took place over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because KGP told us that. KJP told us that, that, you know, that there were the, these tours. And then the, the last thing I think I would say is one of the pieces of evidence that we haven't heard about, I know, Secret Service, the whole investigation has been a secret, but we haven't heard how frequently those sweeps are done. And once that comes out, once they share that with us, and you know they're going to because they're already getting letters from Congress, we're already going to be able to narrow the timeline. So now that closed universe of suspects is going to shrink even farther. And it'll be easier for the Secret Service to identify a suspect. You know me, I'm the, I'm the silver lining to you the sure are, of, of, of some of your uh, 
prognication here on the show. So I think we're going to be able to, um, you know, find to find whoever this belongs to. Yeah. And realize they still haven't found who leaked the Dobbs decision in the Supreme Court and talk yeah, about I a know. narrow group Let's of people. And I, amazingly enough, this week I saw a, a movie. It's not a new movie, but it's called White House Down. And it is so similar to what we're, we're seeing now. Of course, it's, it was a kind of a thriller, but uh, something people might want to check out a movie, White House Down. Yeah. You know what, Larry? I don't know how you find the time to come up with all these fantastic stories, book so many terrific guests, and then somehow also watch these movies. I'll tell you, Larry, whatever energy you have, if you could bottle it and sell it, we would be able to fund the show till the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one with the energy, Wendy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we're a good team. And we want to thank our listeners for joining us again this Saturday night. Please tune in next week for another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. We promise to find plenty of fantastic stories to highlight next week during the week. And we want to say be safe, be uh, be happy, be joyful, and be hopeful. You know, we try to bring you stories on both ends of the spectrum. And God bless you. It's tune in next week to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.